Welcome to For the Health of It, starring Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at Spinal Corrective Center in Amherst, New Hampshire. She is joined by producer Mike Clark. This dynamic, sometimes crazy, sometimes funny, and always entertaining duo will inspire you to eat, move, sleep, think, and live better. You're listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. I am so happy to be right here, right now. Yeah, because it's warm in here. It is warm in here. It's so cold Winter hit us bad, didn't it? It did. We knew it was coming, though. You know, we weren't going to get away that easily, you know? Well, and it's only, you know, right in the middle of winter. There's more happening. Boo. But maybe you're listening to the show in the middle of summer. You know, it's hard to say when people will listen. That's true, too. But the point of this show, Mike is we're going to celebrate having my good friend and licensed clinical social worker, Julie Brenn-Nearman, here with us. Welcome, Julie. Thank you, Jenny. I um, In a minute, I'm going to read her bio, but basically, this is how things happen in my life. I have impressive people, and in Julie's case, she's, a, she's very busy working with clients um, here in private practice in southern New Hampshire. And when I run into you, when I work with you, I... Um, I'll say things like, what's happening in your life? How's your practice? What's your practice like right now? And like um, everyone in the healing field, um, psychology, social work, everybody will say to me, I'm, I'm so busy. I, I'm turning people away right and left. And it's because there's such a need for it right now. And when I asked Julie, what, what are the things you're helping people with the most? One thing that she said was helping people be in the moment. There's just, there's a lot of fear and uncertainty in the world and we're constantly thinking in the future. We're thinking about what we're worried about. So I thought, you know, a lot of the shows lately have been focused on that, like what's going on between your ears. And I don't think we, um, we can exhaust that. I think there's a need. So um, I tell you a little bit about Julie and then we'll get started. Um, like I said, she's a licensed clinical social worker that has a private practice in Southern New Hampshire, and she has been in practice for more than 10 years, and she works with adults that are experiencing grief, a new life adjustment, or navigating an acute and chronic illness. Um, Julie works with clients to identify their strengths and builds on them to help navigate life's challenges. So she's trained in mindfulness, in psychotherapy, and incorporates meditation into treatment along with a variety of other techniques. Um, She encourages a holistic approach to wellness, including chiropractic care, which is awesome. And outside of work, Julie's a lifelong learner who loves to read. In fact, we often swap books. Um, She likes spending time with her family and friends, and she enjoys the beautiful outdoors with her two dogs. Thank you, Jenny. You're welcome. So in line with the whole idea of today, um, Julie asked if she could start off with a meditation to help all of us be a little more in the moment. So I thought that was a great idea. So I'll let you take it all away. Right. Let's get started. Um, Mike, you're welcome to join us if, if you're comfortable oh, you. doing so. Sure. <laughs> um, this is a typical meditation that I offer clients. I ask that if it's safe to do so, and you feel comfortable doing so, that you close your eyes and begin breathing through your nose and out your mouth. And I invite you to take the deepest breath that you've taken so far today in your nose and out your mouth. And I'd like you to draw your attention to any sensations around your feet, whether they're in socks, in shoes, just notice 
how your feet feel in this moment. And as you continue breathing through your nose and out your mouth, I'd like you to draw your attention to how your body is being supported in this moment, whether you're sitting in a chair, any type of furniture, just notice the way that your body is being supported. As you continue breathing, notice any areas of tension that you may be holding in your body. And I invite you to breathe into that space. Again, scanning your, your body for any areas of tension. Just continue breathing in your nose and out your mouth. Drawing your attention again back to the ways that your body's being supported in this moment by furniture, wherever you're sitting. Noticing the sensations of your feet. Take one more breath in your nose and out your mouth. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. That was nice. You know what I noticed? This is something I notice a lot when I'm being mindful was when you said to notice areas of tension. I had just a slight furrow in my brow, like right in between my eyebrows. And I had just a little bit of tension I was holding in my jaw. So I found myself relaxing my jaw and relaxing my eyebrows. Excellent. Yeah, you get wrinkles from that, Jenny. I know, it's not good. (laughs) Yeah. Not good. Which is interesting because I I notice, Julie, um, often when people have had stress, they have muscular tension at the top of their neck. Um, That's me, you know that. I do. And, And... we can find relief with chiropractic, especially when we get the, the upper neck moving better and um, all of the muscles that hold the spine to the jaw. But a lot of times it's having that awareness to unclench when you're clenching because people are creating that tension. Mm-hmm. So mindfulness can really make a difference in just the, how, how much you're holding tension in your body. Yes, yes. Certainly checking in, pausing to check in and see how your body feels. Um, it's a great invitation to relax any areas that you're holding. Well, and what a benefit of, of therapy is you're, you're creating the space to check in with your body and check in with your thoughts because it's so easy to just, I feel anger, but maybe it's not anger. Maybe below the anger, it's sadness or it's grief and, and you're, you're not paying attention to it. You're not addressing it. Mm-hmm. Or worse yet, you're covering it up. You're numbing yourself with some type of um, food or drink or activity. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. And in my practice, I do um, support holistic wellness. And so I do often ask people to pause and check in with their bodies, especially if we don't have language for the things that we're feeling. It can be helpful to even be able to notice the sensations that we feel in our bodies. Well, I know some therapists will give a, a, it's like a wheel of emotion Mm -hmm. and you can try to look at the words to see if it can describe how you feel. Cause you're like, I don't know what I feel. And then you see a word, you know, tension or there it is frustration (laughs) and you can like recognize it. That's it. it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just putting a word to how you feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So it's not surprising that you're finding that you're helping people be more mindful. Um, what type of person, like give us a picture of a person who comes in who's not being mindful. What are they being then? What is it like? It's pretty typical for me to hear clients um, experience nighttime waking, you know, either um, in the middle of the night, they get up to go to the bathroom, get a drink of water, and they aren't able to fall back to sleep. That's their, me. Oh, my God. Their mind starts yeah. racing. Yep. Yep. And so that's that's pretty common. And one of the things I would encourage people to do in that moment is to do a progressive muscle relaxation. Oh, yes, this is cool. Yes, yeah, tell us yes. about this. I like so, this. So let me just back up. One of the things that's really helpful when we find our thoughts are, are spiraling is to draw attention to the way the sensations of our body. Because yes. if we're focusing our attention on our body, then we're not thinking about our thoughts. And, and so that can interrupt them. And so the progressive muscle relaxation is consciously like laying in your bed if possible and just beginning to notice the sensations in your feet. I like to be really active and like curl your toes and and create a sense of tension so that you're more aware when you're releasing. Yes. And it's basically moving through every body group. So starting with your feet, tensing and relaxing, your calves, pointing and flexing your feet can help your calves relax. Your thighs, squeezing them tight, torso, back, shoulders, arms, hands, face, and full body. So people often will hold area, uh, hold tension in their face and not even realize that they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so doing that mu- um, progressive muscle relaxation can be really helpful if you're having trouble falling back to sleep in the middle of the night. That is awesome advice. I'm going to try that. I can't mm-hmm. even tell you how often patients will tell me they didn't sleep well because they woke up and couldn't fall back asleep. And I imagine you could do that in the beginning of the night as well. Definitely. When you first get into bed, just to help settle yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, it makes sense too. If you focus on your body, your mind kind of stops. Yeah, absolutely. A little bit. Yeah. I find if I just get my book light out and open a book and read until I feel sleepy because I'm I'm thinking about some different story, especially Mm -hmm. if it's fiction. Doesn't that stimulate your brain though? If it, for me, it. if it's a paper book, yeah. especially, and yeah. if it's a fiction no story, light. a fiction story that I don't have to like think about. Um, and somebody told me once when you're trying to decrease stress, read fiction that you can't relate to. So instead of finding a story, oh, it's just like me. I'm you know going through this. No, try to find something that really has nothing to do with yeah. your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get lost in a different story. That makes sense. Yeah. And mm-hmm. definitely to your point of not, um, not looking at social media or, you know, TV, anything that's stimulating to the mind. So I shouldn't watch MMA fights if I wake up in the middle of the night, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So that's helpful. I like that. Yeah. Okay, so that's one thing. They'll come in without being able to go to sleep or go back to sleep. Is there anything else you see a lot? Well, in this past year in particular, I've I've had a number of clients that are in helping professions, um, whether they're in the medical field or they're teachers. And there's been a a higher level of stress that they're experiencing. And so having some like uncertainty about what's to come has been really highly anxiety producing for people. So part of the training of mindfulness and psychotherapy is to train yourself to be more in the present moment. The future is where most of our anxiety lives, Um, having, you know, not, not knowing what to expect and 
having to sit with that uncertainty um, has been really hard for a number of people during this past year, especially. So part of my work has been training people to, to focus their attention more on the present moment. And with mindfulness, that is, that is one tool to be able to help them to do that. That's so, that's good. Yeah. I really like that. We're always Um, worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow and next week and you know. Well, I think it's important to say that that a a one-on-one or a small group therapy is not a replacement in many cases for conditions and situations. Um, But learning tools to help you on a day-to-day basis, whether it's at your therapist or on a show like this, um, can really make a difference. You know, just even knowing to check in with your body and relax your muscles or um, to have any other tools to, to help your brain. Because I've read, a, I've read a lot about how our, our thoughts are not who we are. Really? Yeah. That's it's an very, interesting statement. Isn't it? Yeah. Do you agree, do you agree with Absolutely. what you, you've studied? Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So our thoughts can be um, a combination of so many things. It can be like an internal script that we, we, we repeat for ourselves based on history and and it's good to challenge them. So part part of a therapeutic technique that can be helpful around that is called cognitive behavioral therapy, which is where we we truly like look at the scripts people live by, they make decisions by, and and to be able to like challenge them and say, is that real? Is that true? You know. So um, being able to do that can be really helpful. So if someone says, oh, I just never have money, or I'm just bad at relationships, or I'm just clumsy. Yeah, like we, we make See, these packs in our brain. I would never see any brain. of those, Jenny. Never. <laughs> I just have a full head of hair. <laughs> we have to get a ball joke in there each yeah, show. every show. <laughs> every show. And so even if there's like a part of that that's based in truth historically, it's really hard for people to um, feel like they can rewrite the script for the outcome of the future. So, yeah, so it's it's good to to even be able to say that, like, just because it happened once before doesn't mean it's always going to be like that. Oh, my gosh. We all need people who give us permission to rewrite the script for the outcome of our future. Mm-hmm. That's huge right there. I wish I could fit that on a T-shirt. I know. Me yeah, too. Yeah. Too many words, though. <laughs> too many words. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. Well, let's take a break. And when we come back, I actually want to delve into that a little bit more and maybe any tools we can have to identify scripts that we're writing about ourselves in our head that could be changed. You're listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Your host is Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at Spinal Corrective Center in Amherst, New Hampshire. If you're in the Southern New Hampshire area, you can schedule a health consultation and examination with Dr. Jenny. To schedule, call 673-5600. That's 673-5600. For more information about Spinal Corrective Center, go to www.spinalcorrectivecenter.com or call 673-5600. To find a chiropractor in your area, go to www.chiropractic.org slash doctorfinder. Now back to raw talk about full potential living for the health of it. So we're back. I'm in the studio with producer Mike and with Julie Brown Nierman, licensed clinical social worker, who's talking to us about mindfulness. And we left off discussing scripts. 
scripts, yes. And and um, how to potentially rewrite them for ourselves. So one of the things that's really helpful in working with a therapist and a, a neutral person um, outside of your friends, outside of your your family, is is to be able to observe and articulate patterns that you notice either in your thoughts or behaviors. And um, so one of the things I just want to segue into is that, you know, there's a couple more techniques I want to share about um, managing anxiety or um, nervousness when it comes up. But if you notice that that you're feeling um, an extreme level of distress, it's it's really highly recommended that you reach out to a local therapist um, and or your doctor, someone in your network that could be there to help. And one great resource is to call your insurance company and ask them for a list of approved providers in your area and or Psychology Today, where you can put in your zip code and it will provide you with a list of um, therapists in your area. And also you can filter for what your needs are and also what your insurance is. Well, and I imagine it's prudent to say that there's even like 1-800 helplines if it's more pressing or it's not a convenient time to reach out. So Definitely. I know there's suicide prevention hotlines. Yes, suicide hotlines. So if we could put that in the show notes, that'd be great for people that um, can have it re- readily available. I think that's important. I don't think it should ever just be, oh, I don't need that or no one I know needs that. I think it's something we should talk about as if it's not um, anything to be ashamed about or to, to not be able to talk about it. I think it's important. Especially yes. nowadays, you it know, is. so much stuff going down, you know, it's true. People yes. need to know that they can reach out yep. and get help. Okay. So you said you had a few more tools. Yes. So, um, one of the things that, that I'm noticing in my practice is in the moment, people are feeling really overwhelmed and sometimes having trouble either even doing their jobs. Um, so, Anchoring yourself in the present moment can be really grounding and helpful and allow you to like resume whatever the present task is that you're trying to accomplish. So one technique with that is to name five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. So as you can see, it's it's drawing on the senses. So it's all in the present moment. You know, there are different things that you can do if you're feeling really overwhelmed to like distress tolerance. And, and that would be like adding an ice cube to the inside of your wrist. Yes. Sucking on um, uh, peppermint because it's really strong and it's going to draw your attention to that sensation in that moment. So those are those are things paying attention to your senses and being able to name them that can interrupt even the beginning of a panic attack. That's great. And I imagine if someone literally is on the street and, and feeling that panic, they don't need to remember, was it five things I see or to literally just start talking to yourself about what you see, what you hear, what you smell, Absolutely. what you taste. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And one other technique that I just wanted to mention is deep breathing. You know, we started off and, and I invited you to take the deepest breath that you've taken today, which I can imagine, you know, when people are holding any kind of stress or anxiety in their body, we know that the, the breathing is just shorter. And you could probably speak to that, Jenny. Um, so inviting um, deep breathing can be really helpful in, in terms of supporting the nervous system. So again, there are numbers. It's it's really not as re- relevant to, to do this specific formula, but inhaling to four holding for four, exhaling for six. So could we try that together? Yes. Yeah. So inhale to the count of four, hold for the count of four. And when you exhale through your pursed lips, count to six. 
So doing this deep breathing exercise for three to five minutes can can help um, bring more oxygen to your body. And, and maybe you could speak more to like the physiological benefits of that. Well, this is interesting you asked this because, you know, I've, I've always recommended deep breathing. I've, I've given tools out over the years, but it wasn't until I started wearing my aura ring. So aura is, think of like a Fitbit for your, for your ring finger, but there's even more information. So it can tell Those me. Those stones that change color? No, <laughs> that's a mood ring. Oh. <laughs> Not your aura, like A-U-R-A. This oh. is O. O-U-R-A. Okay. Yes. And it, but it, what it does is it, it has little sensors inside of it. So it tracks, really? yeah. Like, so during, when you sleep at night, it tracks your resting heart rate, your heart rate variability, how much deep sleep, how much REM sleep. So yeah, Apple watch is starting yeah. to do more of that. Yeah. There's different devices, but I noticed that I, I had this, um, situation where my resting heart rate wasn't lowering until the second half of the night, which makes you not feel as restored. And I, and I know there's certain things that will make that happen if I eat too late, if I have alcohol before I go to bed. Um, but I started testing it and I found that if I go to bed and I lie there and do deep breathing, even just for a minute, it brings my heart rate low and it stays much lower the whole night. Mm-hmm. Deep breathing is amazing. It's huge. And I've noticed if I do it when I'm driving my way, my way to work and way home from work, just for a few minutes. Um, If I have a break with patients, especially if I feel just like, you know, that buzzy kind of energy and you're trying to come down from it and get your body to relax. It's breathing that will bring you there the fastest. Have you ever tried the Wim Hof? breathing method. Yes, that's so cool. That's, it's almost like hyperventilating. It's super interesting. It, it makes you like your whole body tingle. tingle. Yeah. And, yeah. There's a lot of wild. different breathing techniques yeah. out there. It's, yeah. it's, it's neat, but you know, I think it's easy to say, oh, it's just breathing and how, how much huge. of an impact can it have, but it, it, it really can. And I mm-hmm. believe it's the fastest way to calm your nervous system in a moment. So if you're feeling your child feeling stressed, you're feeling stressed and you just all of a sudden focus on your breathing, you can get yourself relax much quicker. I'm so glad I put windscreens on the mic today. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, and and part of the key of that is like how accessible it is. You know, yes. if, if we look to something outside of ourselves to to need in that present moment, like when we're feeling anxious, um, it may not always be there, and but our breathing is, and it's something that we can access at any time. Even um, when patients lie down to get adjusted, I often will say, I want you to take a few deep breaths as we start because I can see them walk in and they're frazzled and you know, I want yeah. them to relax their, their nervous system. It's You're right. It's it so probably, quick and so easy. probably helps their adjustment too, I'm Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Helps yeah. their muscles relax. Yeah. It helps them receive the adjustment better. So thank you for bringing that up. We've talked about deep breathing several times uh-huh. and I think in this application, it's it's important to remember. So I'm sure I can extract another great tool from you. Do you have something else for us, Julie? Happily. So one of the things that um, that I'm noticing in my practice is the level of distress that people are experiencing and feeling like they're not sure what to do with it and how to support themselves with it. So um, there is a particular technique called um, dialectical behavioral therapy that, that Ooh, some that providers are trained in. And, and so this, this is actually from that, from that um, technique. And so basically looking at activities when you feel distressed, engaging in something that requires thought, concentration, it could be a hobby, a project, whatever it is, um, contributing can be really helpful. So focus, focusing on someone other than yourself, volunteering, doing a good deed, you know, paying for maybe the the dunks in the person in the line behind you. It, it, it like uplifts us and draws us out of our, our present state of mind. Um, looking at since, uh, your situation and comparing it to other people, 
And so my little um, insert with that is that like, it's not generally helpful to us to compare our suffering to other people because it can invalidate our own experience. But sometimes it can be helpful to look around and know that other people suffer as well. So you feel a little a less, less alone with it. Get out of your own head. Yeah. 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 Um, and so like one other thing I would include with this is, um, you know, thoughts. When your emotions are taking over, just trying to focus, focus your thoughts on something like counting, counting to 10, reciting a poem. You know, you mentioned reading a book. Those kind of things can be helpful. And then any kind of sensation that you can offer yourself that's safe in that moment. So sometimes it's like holding an ice cube to your wrist or eating something sour. So those, those are some other things that like when you're noticing a, an overwhelming sense of distress can be helpful. You know, it's interesting. Um, if you find yourself holding your thumb, so wrapping, say your right hand around your left thumb, um, I know it neurologically helps your body calm. And I find if I'm in a stressful situation, I automatically am doing that without yes. even thinking about it. Yes. Really? Just holding, like wrapping your fingers around your thumb. So you don't have to like pull it all the thumb. way back no, to your wrist it, or anything. Just okay. holding it. Yeah. But maybe it's a sensation. It does It does something. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I, I agree so much with what you said. And personally, I find that the, the focusing on others um, is unbelievable. I, I can have anything happening in my life. And I have such a strong conviction that when I walk into my office, I put my anything in my life aside to focus on other people, and I always feel better at the end That's of the way adjusting. I, I am with my business too. Always. Like I'll have clients come in to record music if I'm having a bad day, it all goes away because you're focused on what they're doing. They're your clients, and you know. So you, it, again, getting out of your own head. And and I definitely think it's worth going back to those thoughts, but in a way that feels safe and structured that you have time for. So and sometimes just perspective because you've taken the charged emotion out. Mm-hmm. Yes, for by sure. Getting distance with yeah. it. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, like when we're in our frontal lobe and and we are feeling overwhelmed, and even when we're in like a fight or flight mode with our amygdala. It can be really hard to take a step back and see what's happening in front of us. And so creating that distance, pausing to focus on on work, on your clients, anything, um, and circling back to it later to say, what was that about? You know, like there's there's information in those things that is good to pay attention to. And um, so I think it's worth reexamining. Well, and that's interesting because I know that when we're in that heightened state, we tend to not have the best communication skills. And so there can be some tension in relationships. And I've always found being able to say, can we just walk away from this conversation, but promise to come back to it? Let's give it some space. Let's talk about it later or tomorrow. And it's shocking how it's a completely different conversation later once you've you've had some time and Cooler heads prevail. <laughs> it's That's so a great, true. great skill to walk yeah. away in that moment and and have, you know, even to set those rules, those ground rules ahead of time, you know, right, to versus just to walking say, away. Right. Because <laughs> right, sometimes that's triggering to people. But 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 yeah, having that conversation beforehand, like, OK, when I'm upset, you know, it's hard for me to be able to articulate what I want to. And so I'm going to take the dog for a walk and come back. And then I'd like to resume our conversation. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's loving yourself, giving yourself space to to process and figure out your emotions, getting help. Um, doesn't it come back to loving yourself and caring about yourself and wanting to 
to feel like you, um, I always use the word, the term mothering myself. So Jenny, you touched on a, on a wonderful point and, and a strong passion of mine in my practice, which is developing self-compassion. You know, for so many people, they have this internal dialogue that is filled with criticism and we are with our own thoughts all day. So noticing the language we use with ourselves, um, is, is really important and, there's research based on um, one of my favorite researchers is Dr. Kristen Neff, and she has studied that self-compassion can um, and does have a direct correlation to resiliency. So the kinder we are to ourselves, the more resilient we become. So, um, you know, especially now at this time, you know, having had this very difficult year behind us, offering ourselves some compassion around how we navigated it, you know, like, I have a number of clients that are complaining about their body weights and and I'm saying you but you haven't had access to the gym and and you have maybe you know your behaviors are different you're trying to numb things like to offer ourselves compassion for how we cope with challenging times and to know it's temporary it's not forever um is is really helpful and allows us to come back from it instead of instead of getting into a place of like loathing self-loathing Yes, that's huge. I now that you say that, I I've been hearing some of that same dialogue um, from the patients, and I think so many people are in that boat, like really down on themselves yeah. with with how they look or how they even down on themselves for what they how they've been feeling. Mm-hmm. Like I shouldn't be feeling this lazy or I shouldn't be feeling this down. Yeah, self compassion is is huge right now. And one of the things that's like really helpful, especially now, I think to keep in mind is that there's a lot that we can't control, but the thing we can control is how we choose to respond to things. You know, so knowing that like there are things happening that we can't control, how how we choose to respond to that is is something that we can do. And I suppose if that feels overwhelming, we can respond how we are right now. Yes. Do I choose to be happy right now and kind and and buoyant yes. and in a great mood, I, I can do that right now. Because yes. if there's a lot of right nows that are like that, that add up to a pretty good life. Yeah. Yes, 100%. And that's, and that's not overwhelming, right? True. Very true. And I'm glad that you said that, like bringing it back to the mindfulness in this present moment, which is which is where we are. I love it. I think this topic is important. I think, you know, the show is is raw talk about full potential living. That's our tagline. And I think to to live to our full potential in today's world, we have to be um, right about how we think and about self-compassion. So thank you for, for giving us more insight and some tools. This is wonderful. And now if people, I know that like so many therapists, your practice is very full right now. Um, but if someone did want to reach out and ask you a question or speak with you, what's the best way to reach you, Julie? Probably by email, um, holdinghopeservices at gmail.com. And we can put that in the show notes so that um, people can find me that way. What a great um, name, Holding Hope. That's so perfect. Be well, everybody. You've been listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Your host was Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at Spinal Corrective Center in Amherst, New Hampshire. If you live in the southern New Hampshire area, schedule a health checkup with Dr. Jenny at 673-5600. That's 673-5600. For more information about Spinal Corrective Center, call 673-5600 or check out www.spinalcorrectivecenter.com. You can also find Dr. Jenny on Facebook at Spinal Corrective Center. Thank you for listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it.